Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friends, so glad that you're with me on another episode of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Really excited to have a brand new friend of mine, Tess, who is here to share all the incredible things that God's doing, not only in his life, but in his art and his journey. So, Tess, glad you're here, man. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Matt. Hello, uh, people on the Internet. Uh, thanks <laughs> for having me. My name is Tist One. Uh, just to introduce myself. I am originally from South Korea, Seoul, South Korea, and I've lived in the States, LA, California for almost uh, 20 something, 25 years, Yeah, 25 years, yeah, more than 25 years. Probably feel more like home than Korea does at this point, right? Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Re- recently, I moved to Hollywood. Nice. Yeah. That's the dream, right? To be in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I know you're doing some uh, incredible things in the art world. I know that um, so many of our listeners are are artists that are trying to get their art career going or, you know, just trying to explore what God has for them uh, in their art. So kind of roll back the tape. Did you grow up uh, even in Korea? And then when you came to the the U.S., were you always consider yourself an artist? I grew up in a creative family or how did that how did it start for you? I didn't have a creative family, but I could remember growing up in Korea because I attended elementary school there. And my favorite sub- subject was art. Oh, I love wow. being in art class. And a lot of Korean students, they go to uh, a hagwon. It's an after-school programming. Like almost every kid goes to an after-school program. Sure. And, I, and I loved going to an art after-school program. Like I would spend hours and hours drawing color coloring just making stuff so i knew uh, my interest i had a high interest in the visual arts yeah you know a lot of times i think as kids i hear so many people say that all the time oh it's a creative kid and all that sort of thing but so many of us grew up with no context for being able to do that in a professional sort of way and get redirected in, in different ways, either the business world or something more, more practical. How, how did that work for you? Did you think about art as something that you could do professionally or were you being redirected as well? Well, once I came to the States, uh, I was in sixth or seventh grade. I was, I was in this, actually I came to the States when I was two years old and our family lived in, uh, where now it's Koreatown before it wasn't a Koreatown back in the eighties. We lived there for like a year or, or two, and we ended up moving back to Korea. So I spent wow. my elementary school days in Korea. And when I, when I came to the States, I was starting, I guess I was in seventh grade. Yeah. And drawing was a, a way to uh, connect with friends, making new friends, because I obviously had a language barrier. I was in an ESL class. Yeah. And I think I was connecting with people through my drawings. Wow. So there was another stage. I was like, Oh wow, this is a great tool to communicate. And 
I moved on to high school. I got into, uh, that's when my trouble years started in high school. You know, I started partying and. I don't know anybody that went through that. You must've been the only person that ever went through that. Right. (laughs) Plus having a single parent, like I didn't have any, any, uh, I didn't have a father figure to kind of guide me. Yeah. 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 And I knew I wanted to be a working artist, but I knew it was going to be very hard. Like, it's good. I was always told it's hard making a living as an artist. Uh-huh. Maybe that was a lie, right? And I did take some classes during high school at a place called Art Center. They had a high school program. So I knew I wanted to get into the arts. And I wanted to live in New York to really live the artist life so after attending a junior college in la i transferred to hunter college in new york i lived there uh, i lived there for about a year Mm. and i i i ended up joining the army Wow. Now, hold on. What? Yeah. A lot of <laughs> things seems like a left that. turn, right? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? You go from an artist to the army. Like, how did that happen? I had very, uh, I had interest in many interests in many stuff. So like I would take classes here and there. I ended up taking so many credits that I could have graduated, but I couldn't because I changed majors so many times. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I had interest in the music and the arts and and etc and at the time i wanted to uh see the world in a way so i wanted to join the army yeah become an officer and get stationed in south korea wow so that was the plan but i ended up getting out of the army after basic training as it just wasn't for me yeah yeah what do you think? You, I'm just interested, you know, because you, you've been back and forth, you know, to the States, to Korea. That It seems like there's something really in your heart. Do you think you'll eventually want to go back and be based in Korea? Or do you see yourself staying over here in the U.S.? I mean, what does that look like for you? Uh, I'm very open. I mean, I have three uh, school-aged children, so I got to stay here till you know, they finish school. Yeah. But I, I'm very open. I, yeah. I could be anywhere in the world and continue uh doing what i do yeah absolutely so you know for all of us i think as artists as we're trying to define our way and like you said you really didn't see anybody that you knew that was a successful artist or always heard the lies that you know it's hard to make a living as an artist or that sort of thing i'm interested in your god story you know when did when did you come to know the lord and when did you start to realize that there might be a connection in oh, I'm an artist and maybe God actually created me to do this and maybe this is my purpose in life. When did that start to to come together for you? Uh, Like I said, I was into graffiti. So I was out there painting oftentimes murals with permissions, but oftentimes I would go and do like tagging. Yeah. And I I gave the name Tist One. It means artist of one God. Mm. And during my years at a West LA college, I met a, I guess he was an evangelist. He wasn't a student at my school, but I guess he just kind of came around to do some kind of a, like a campus crusade. Yeah. So we became friends and one day we sparked a conversation and 
I was, I had an interest in God. I knew God was there. Something was out there, but I didn't know Jesus. Yeah. And he, he broke the, he broke the gospel. He broke it down to me. He shared why I needed to accept Jesus to have a relationship with true living God. Yeah. And that's when I accepted Jesus. He shared the gospel and I accepted Jesus. That's, that was back in 2001. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So quite a, quite a journey since then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's always, I think this, this thing of, you know, when you're an artist and when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business person, it's so easy to kind of go the way everybody else is going and do all the things everybody else is doing. But at the same time as believers, we've got this deep belief that, you know, mm-hmm. the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord, that he's ultimately the one that's in charge of our journey and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm interested for you. How did that, that decision change the way that you continue to approach your, your art journey and, and growing your business and, and all of that? Um, so I was still in school. I wasn't really into, uh, I wasn't really thinking about how I'm going to launch this career or start a business. Yeah. I was still uh, doing my GE and getting ready to transfer, but I knew there was like a burning, uh, calling that I was to use my art to spread the gospel. I want to be a God's artist and spread the gospel through, through the talent. Well, well, now I know looking at your work, I've, I loved you know, you know, getting to follow you on Instagram recently and just kind of see some of the stuff you're doing. Um, I think so many people that consider themselves both Christians and artists often kind of feel this weight of, having to do spiritually overt sort of subject matter or things that are kind of, uh, you know, typically considered Christian uh, subject matters and that sort of thing. I'm always trying to get people to look outside that, outside of that box and everything. So what does it mean to you and how are you approaching this, you know, desire to, to share the gospel, to live authentically who God's called you to be. And yet at the same time, do that uniquely through your own artwork. How is that showing up in, in the work that you do? Uh, as you can see, a lot of my work, I mainly paint cats and flowers. Yeah. Because I, I like cats and cats kind of remind me of me and us as human beings. You know, they're kind of like autonomous. They don't want to listen to their owners. <laughs> they just want to do their own thing, right? And flowers, I like to paint flowers. It kind of represents evangelism, you know, bearing fruits, spreading the good news. Um. I usually start with the Sunday sermon. I, when I'm listening to a sermon, I'm always, you know, taking notes, uh, doing some sketches here and there. That's how I start my, start my painting. Yeah. 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 You know, we, we talk a lot about on this podcast about, you know, creating for God versus creating with the Holy spirit, you know, this idea that, we can either kind of approach life as sons or servants, you know, that we can we're either walking with him in this thing, or we're just kind of trying to do things in a performance-based mentality. I'm, I'm interested for you as, as you're in that creative process, is that when you are, are sensing connection most with the Lord? Um, Cause I, I just really believe that we hear God the best in the context of our design, you know? And so for us as artists, when we're doing that thing that, that we love that we were created to do, that's often when we, most clearly hear the Lord. So is that, has that been your experience as well? Or 
Yeah, that's actually a huge part of my creative process. And that's something I feel really connected with a lot of the uh, artists you have on your podcast. Yeah. Like letting God do the work, uh, co-laboring with God. is like a re- repeated theme that your guests talk about. And yeah. that, that's when I really got connected with the, uh, your, uh, your community of artists. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a big shift, I think, for a lot of us who are used to kind of doing things your whole life to perform for God or win his affection or, or or things like that. So, you know, at the same time that there's this kind of, you know, relational aspect to it as well. I know there's also the the skill development and the d- development of your aesthetic. So talk through just talk through a little bit of, I guess, your creative development, because you've come to a very unique uh, aesthetic in, in what you create. How has that evolved over the years into what you're doing now? And, and where do you even see that, see that going in coming days? Um, you know, I, I used a lot of spray paint when I was doing graffiti back in 2000. And I've used acrylic, acrylic paint. But recent days, I like to use oil. I like the, the way the colors blend. And it takes longer to dry. So I have more... Yeah freedom to kind of go back and touch up the, uh, touch up the art. Yeah. Yeah. You really have sort of a, I would, what I would call a gra- kind of a graphic sensibility as opposed to a real painterly kind of, kind of work. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, is that on purpose? I mean, you, I, I mean, obviously it's on purpose, but I mean, you love that sort of uh, it's high contrast. It's very graphic, almost, I don't want to say comic book, but it's kind of just very, very bold. I mean, what, what's led you to that over the years? You know, I spent, let's say, uh, I worked in the fashion industry for, let's say, 12, 13 years. Yeah, yeah. So I started as a graphic designer. I use, I use Photoshop all of my career. So I'm very used to having, like, I like clean cut lines. Yeah. Have sharp edges. And I didn't become, I didn't start doing this full-time artist thing since end of last year. So I'm still new to it. Yeah. 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 I, my, my graphic, graphic design background has to do with a lot of my, uh, like a graphic looking, uh, style. That's wonderful. So, I, you know, you mentioned just kind of coming into to the full-time gig as far as being an artist within the last, you know, year or two, so many of the folks that are listening to the podcast and so many of the artists I mentor in our mentoring program are on what I call the bridge, right? They're, they're not where they're going. They are where they are right now. And they've got to, they're trying to get to that place where they can be a serious part-time or, or full-time artist and lots of decisions along the way. What are some of the decisions that have helped you along your journey to be able to be able to step into doing your art full-time? What are some of the things that are, are working for you right now? Uh, a little bit of backstory, you know, like I mentioned, I was in fashion for, yeah. for a long time and towards the end of, I think in 2018, I launched my own clothing brand. So I, I started my own business before I was working more of a consultant, freelance yeah. designer, working for other companies. Sure. But 2018, I went, I went into it, like all in it, I went all in. And, but end of 2019, the things weren't looking good. I didn't have cash flow, so I had to close the business. So it was very, uh, 
very hard time. And then COVID happened in 2020. So at this time I was serving at my church as a, like a security, not a security officer, but a, with a security team, I was volunteering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I happened to be in a team with a lot of retired police officers. Some are working police officers. So they kind of shared a career in a law enforcement. So beginning of 2020, I started applying. I applied to LAPD. Wow. Like I, I started the application process. It's a very long process. Normally, it should only take six months to a year. But since it was in during the pandemic, it took me two years. Oh my gosh. I had to, I, I failed my physical test really bad. I was like the last one in out of the hundred people. Wow. Cause I was already about 38 years old. I was competing against like 20 year olds. Sure, sure. And, but I worked my way up. I trained, I trained really hard. So I ended up passing the physical test. I passed polygraph test and different stages of the test, but at, uh, in late 2020, I get a letter that I got rejected during the background investigation process. And I'm kind of, I kind of felt stuck, like, oh, what's going on? God, yeah. I thought this was like my new career you wanted to be in. And, but during this time, I was always painting. I was always painting as a hobby during while I was working as a fashion designer, graphic designer, and while applying to be LAPD, yeah. I was always painting. And here and there I was posting my paintings and I sold a couple of paintings to like friends and friends of friends. And fast forward to uh, late 2021. Yeah, actually I got my rejection letter last year. I'm sorry, I got confused. Yeah. Uh, one Sunday afternoon after church, I took my family to an art gallery. And after viewing the gallery, my kids had to go to the, my little da youngest daughter had to go to use the restroom. So being a good father, I take her to the restroom. And after she's done with her business, I'm, you know, I'm peeing. And I look to my left. There's a guy who's peeing next to me, but he had a really cool hat and really cool glasses. And I always say something when I see a cool, uh, like hip person, right? A person with a really uh, good sense of style. So I, I say something about his hat, and he liked my shoes. We uh, we get this conversation going in the men's restroom, and we exchanged IG. And later that evening, I, I looked him up. He's a big art collector in LA. Wow! And we started DMing each other. And I think the next day he, he DM me, he liked one of my paintings that I painted a few years prior. And he offered me to come to his gallery in, in LA. And I go to his gallery and he, he makes me a deal. He was like, hey, hey, I like your story. I like your style. I like whatever you're doing. Uh, continue what you're doing. I'll, I'll buy your works. Wow. Um, rest is history uh, he's been buying a lot of my art my, my artworks yeah isn't it amazing i mean just kind of these crazy situations that we get put in in life and that we think has nothing to do with the design and purpose of our life and yet god orchestrates these divine appointments for us 
along the way, people that you never should have met, places you never should have been, never should have met. And, and yet that was the moment, right? And just being willing to, to embrace the moment. And um, I just love that because I think so many times we, I don't know, we almost push away the supernatural factor in our life as opposed to expecting it in our life. And um, I just really, I look, you know, same kind of thing with the success I've been able to have in my art over the years and and that sort of thing. As you look back on it, it's like, doggone it, I didn't have anything to do with this except just getting up every morning and saying yes, that it's just, it's just divine appointment after divine appointment and supernatural encounter after supernatural encounter. And, and I, I just love that. And, um, and at the same time, it probably brings you a lot of joy as well to just know that, that God's confirming your way, right? I mean, he's just, he just says, as you keep walking in this direction, I'm just going to keep intersecting your path with the right people at the right time. And um, that's an incredible feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, God's great. I mean, like I didn't see that coming. It just happened out of nowhere. Yeah. So it was a big surprise. And uh, thankfully it's kind of launched my art career. Incredible. And hopefully this year, I, I really want to grow the business side of it. And I know that's what you do. And that's what yeah. you, that's how you help other artists. So I'm very uh, glad I got connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's always so fun in our mentoring program. I mean, we see artists all the time who are, you know, they, they've been frustrated for so many years and I'm like, there is a pathway you can follow. They come in and it's like all of a sudden their business turns around or they start selling work for the first time. And I was just talking to a guy not long ago, less than two years in the program, uh, gone from struggling to almost now six figure art business in less than two years. And it's like, it's just incredible when you, when you understand the pathway that, that works for us as believers, you know, that, um, you can, you can see incredible results or you can, or you can keep on struggling right by yourself. So I'm, I'm glad you're seeing the the incredible results in your life. I listen to I know folks are going to want to see your work and, and connect with you and, and know the gallery that you're a part of and that sort of thing. So where's the best place that, that they can do all that and, and connect with you further after the podcast? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, tist dot one t i s t dot o n e. That's the best place to uh, reach out to me and get connected, and where we become friends. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, man, it's so great to connect with you. So great to just hear a little bit more of your story. And guys, all the links that you need to collect, connect with Tist are right here in the show notes. You can uh, just click on there and go over to IG and and see what he's doing. But man, thanks again for being on the podcast. It's been it's been great to get to know you and share your story. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.